0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: It's playoff time around the sports landscape. The postseason in the association continues to churn the Stanley Cup playoffs on the ice now in its third day and the daily grind of a major league baseball season continues so here on a wednesday on the morning after we break it all down for you to make you a better and more informed sports better welcome to the morning after on this wednesday right here live on sports grid and sirius xm channel 159 the home for sports grid radio on sirius xm all across the sports grid network i am ben stevens for the entirety of this opening hour we have the help of one of the brightest All across the grid It is Joe Ranieri here to help us break down what is happening in the NBA playoffs both in the East and the Western Conference last night a doubleheader tonight where the value is from a series perspective as we continue to go through the conference semifinals and also an update in Major League Baseball as well Joe thank you for joining us once again here on this Wednesday on the morning after.
2: It is uh, so good to see you back in that uh, chair there, Ben. We missed you uh, last week. So glad you are feeling better. And I know, I mean, you know, you probably had to count all of those Syracuse football players that got drafted. So you, it was a busy weekend for you, I'm sure, my friend.
1: <laughs> good one. Good one, Joe. At least it was the same number as Texas football players that were drafted, but we'll talk about that at a little bit of a later date. Yes, of course. You know I need to throw down the horns when I can at any moment, but our focus right now to begin this first segment of our opening hour is in the NBA postseason. In Boston last night, the Celtics don't just bounce back. They bounce back in emphatic fashion, blowing out the Milwaukee Bucks in game number two to even up this series with a final score last night of 109-86. Boston wins game two, we're tied at one game apiece. Joe, the Celtics cover as a four point home favorite last night, despite the line working against the C's after Marcus Smart was ruled out with a thigh contusion for game number two. But no matter, they win by 20 plus points, easily covering as a four point home favorite, Ranieri, and they tie up the series at one game all.
2: Yeah, so uh, it was interesting, my approach to this, These playoffs was going to be uh, if be able to zigzag here, especially in round two, and especially if the home teams lost. And that happened in both of those uh, games there with uh, Memphis Gold State. And, of course, this one here with uh, Milwaukee and Boston. Milwaukee, uh, Boston was not going to shoot as bad as they did in the first game, especially at home. Not to mention they understood the situation here. You can't go back down to Milwaukee down Uh, 2-0. You just, you can't do it. So they cleaned it up. And the thing that stuck out to me more, even without Marcus Smart, is how physical they were uh, with this Milwaukee team, and especially Giannis. You know, Giannis has that triple-double in game one. Yeah, not so much last night. It was, uh, and you could tell right off the bat, they came out swinging. Uh, Jalen Brown was a monster Uh, But more importantly, defensively, they got to putting bodies on him and they got into a situation where they took him. And of course, you cut the head off the snake, right? The rest will follow. They're already short Middleton. So if Giannis ain't able to be able to impose his will, and he certainly wasn't against that defense yesterday, uh, you're going to have results like you did. So it's a brand new series here. One that's going back to Milwaukee all knotted up. One apiece. Keep an eye on Jalen Brown, though. I saw a number of times in that second half. He had a much better first half than second half. He keeps grabbing at that hamstring. And that keeps that worries me because if, you know, Marcus Smart's already heard it, Jalen Brown gets limited because of that hamstring. And it was noticeable last night in that second half. He keeps grabbing at it because it's, it's either tightening up or it's on the verge there, Ben. So something to be concerned with moving forward.
1: Injuries always impactful, especially right now in the postseason in the conference semifinal series. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The opening hour of the morning after on this Wednesday right here on the grid. Sirius XM channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens alongside Geronieri for the entirety of this opening hour of TMA. The Boston Celtics bounced back in a big way last night. Blowing out the Bucks at home. Mm. for a Game 2 victory evening this series in the Eastern Conference semifinals at one game apiece. A huge night for both of the Jays. Jalen Brown, 30 points, as Joe mentioned, dealing with maybe Mm. something in the hamstring, but still 30 points. 11 of 18 from the field, shot it a ton better from deep as well. Jason Tatum, 29 Mm. points, eight dimes. And then Grant Williams, not only offensively what he did last night, six of nine from three. Finishing with 21 points off the bench. But the physicality on Giannis on a one-on-one scenario, Joe, that was a big change of pace for Boston in game two versus game one. They weren't doubling Giannis nearly as much and still able to limit him slightly. When you look at the stat line, Giannis is always going to be there. 28 points, nine boards, and seven assists. But it was a better defensive effort 1v1 for Boston on Giannis last night. And because of the win because boston even the series at home before they head back to milwaukee joe the c's now the favorites in the series mm. price in both games six and seven for the series total games market the shortest available plus 135 this looks like it could go the distance
2: yeah no it will and the question is what kind of condition are both of these teams going to be in all likelihood to face let's say Miami uh, coming up Mm. because this is going to be a war Ben Stevens make no mistake about it and we're going to see what kind of impact that has on both these
1: teams. And the heat the favorites in the Eastern Conference but the Celtics move ahead of the Bucks in those Eastern Conference odds we look at the Western Conference Mm -hmm. a physical game in Memphis last night that's next here on the grid. Depending on when you turned on the TV last night. For the game between the Grizzlies and the Warriors in game two in Memphis, you might not have been sure if it was a basketball game or a wrestling match. And a shout out to our friend, old K-dubs, Kevin Walsh. Wrestling is a cool sport. All the sports right here, right now, on a Wednesday morning, on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM channel 159, all across the Sports Grid network as well. Alongside Joe Ranieri for the entirety of this opening hour on TMA. I am Ben Stevens. A physical game two last night, Joe, in the Grind City between the Grizz and the Dubs. Memphis ties up the series at one game apiece, winning 106 101 outright as a two point home underdog last night with a total of 227 in a hook. That stays well under after game number one goes over 222 and a half so game number two goes the way of the home team Joe but the physicality was really where we start Dylan Brooks ejected very early on in the first quarter Mm -hmm. a flagrant two on Gary Payton the second Gary Payton the second now will miss some time due to an elbow injury we had Draymond Green getting stitched up above his right eye Steph Curry was bleeding for a good amount of time it was physical it was a gauntlet and it goes the way of Memphis to tie the series at one game all
2: yeah, it started off like that, too. I mean, crazy. Plus, I mean, here we are. We we all know Scott Foster's the rep in this game, right? So we're all going, oh, man. You know, uh, when I was great. this close to bet me over right up until I found out Scott Foster was in there because he's been on a hell of an understreak right now here as of late, too. So we usually think of him as everything it goes crazy. get nine million foul shots, extra points when you shouldn't. But has not been the case, but we did get an awful lot of uh physicality, like you said there. And I feel terrible uh for him, for Peyton Re. I mean, this is not a guy that's yeah. already had multiple trillion dollar contracts in the NBA. This is a guy that has been grinding it out, uh, hoping to be able to land uh, you know, that next deal that'll secure him for the next couple of years. And it's a yeah. terrible situation. It was a dirty hit. I don't care what anybody said. You compare what Draymond okay. did. And got thrown out versus what uh, Dylan Brooks did to him. I mean, it was completely reckless. But more importantly, that's a big, big loss for the Golden State Warriors. Because let us not forget, he was the one that was on the hip of John Morant in game one. He He was causing all sorts of havoc there for John Morant because he's that kind of pesky defender. And now all of a sudden, look what happened. He went out early. And, oh, yeah, Morant, what, drops 47 points on them there and single-handedly at the end, even after taking a shot to the face, uh, still manages uh, to finish the game. And uh, a close game right up until, you know, the final five minutes there, and he took over. Uh, But Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, guys, hello. Uh, Mill Carton, uh, anybody see them? Because these numbers are horrific. Uh, 27 of 70 is what they are from three-point range in the playoffs. That's 38% combined. And, and Clay Thompson keeps chucking shots up, thinking he's going to shoot his way out of it. And I don't know what the hell's going on with Steph Curry, but he's banking threes in. And if he's not banking threes in, he's missing together. So I, there's something going on here. Golden State is not as good a shooting team as they have been in years past. They turn the ball over too much. And if you can't shoot your way out of it, ouch, Uh, this could be over before it even gets started here, Ben.
1: There are so many stories each and every night for each and every playoff game to dissect. The physicality Mm -hmm. in Game 2 between Memphis and Golden State certainly won. The poor shooting of the Dubs last night, 7 of 38 from 3. That's 18% from deep is another, but John Morant is always one as well. A Mm -hmm. playoff career high last night, 47% points Joe yesterday Mm. morning I walked into our studio our executive producer here in the mornings Alex Fasano who you all very well know out there if you watch the morning after looks at me and he goes Ben John to score 40 plus tonight is plus 1060 and we both said wow that's kind of a crazy number he scored 34 in game number one to get six more points plus 1060 sure the expectation is not for him to score 40 or more points against Golden State but it just seemed like a peculiarly large number and sure enough, Jaw scores 47 last night. So cash that plus 1060 ticket if you took it out there on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And he finished the game on a personal 15-0 run in the final four minutes and 30 seconds, scoring the final 15 points for the Memphis Grizzlies to ice this game away. And Jaw did it with one good eye, mm-hmm. as he saw, having, or as he said, having mm-hmm. trouble seeing late in that game Down the home stretch, but the Grizzlies win outright as a two-point home underdog. Nine and three Mm -hmm. against the number as a home dog this year. Eight of the nine covers outright wins. And again, that total of 227.5 stays under for the Grizzlies and the Warriors in game number two. They head back to Golden State where the Warriors will be a six and a half point favorite in San Francisco in game number three. But Joe, as we look forward to the Western Conference action Tonight, a a six-and-a-half-point spread as well in the Valley in Phoenix in favor of the Suns. Up one game to nothing over the Dallas Mavericks. Winning game one, 121-114, just covering as a six-point home favorite. And when you look at that line yet again, very similar, Joe, for game two. That's what we see here in the NBA postseason. Can the Mavericks cover this time and maybe even pull off the upset to even up the series?
2: They certainly can with uh, a guy named Luka Doncic is on the floor. And let's be realistic. Uh, the Suns did everything right. right. We did not see that version of the Suns at all in that New Orleans series. Uh, now, Devin right. Booker was hurt for some of it. We know that. He came back there in, in the final game. But the the efficiency, you had all starters for the Phoenix Suns. Every one of them had double digits in scoring. You had the guys coming off the bench in Cameron uh, Jordan and Payne. They did their job. I mean, that was a collective effort to the point where Chris Paul at 107 years old only had didn't have to play 30 minutes in that game there. So they didn't even yeah. have to have him. That is how – that was the scary Phoenix Suns. However, how Dallas didn't lose this game by 40 points, man, is beyond me here. Uh, they got yeah. nothing from Brunson and Dinwiddie. So between uh, you know between Doncic uh, there and Maxi Kleber, even Finney Smith, I mean they they if they can put it together, and I think they can. They've really done a great job of answering here. And Luka Doncic is yeah, if they're not as efficient, Phoenix is, and they went 18 for 18 from the free throw line too as well. So I I don't anticipate we're going to get that kind of performance again from Phoenix. I think it's going to be more of a grind them out kind of game. And those shots uh, don't fall there for Phoenix. I anticipate not only to stay with the number, but Dallas is going to zigzag this. And I think that's going to be a theme, except for I'm sure the next game we're going to talk about. But I like Dallas in this one. Uh, I'll take the points and I'll sprinkle on the money line.
1: The Suns shot 50.5% from the field in game number one. And they just barely covered winning by seven as a six point favorite the Mavs have been booked as an underdog a bunch of times here throughout the postseason especially early mm-hmm. in that series against Utah without Luka Doncic they only haven't covered twice as a dog in no. game number one against the Jazz a five and a half point underdog they lost by six barely not covering <laughs> by the hook and in game number one against the Suns they were a six point dog lost by seven not covering by a point. I kind of like that six and a half with the Mavericks tonight. 21 and 16 Mm -hmm. against the spread as an underdog this year. And the reason they got so close to covering in game one was the 45, 12, and eight from Luka Doncic. But he'll need some help tonight. As you can see in those Mm -hmm. points props, it's expected he's going to score a lot, 33 and a half. It's expected he'll find his teammates, eight and a half assists in that rebounding prop, which he has gone over in three of his four postseason games Stands at nine and a half. Joe, as we look at this series overall, obviously Phoenix is in pole position. A minus 490 series favorite. How important is game number two for Dallas before they head back to their own home floor?
2: It's everything in these series here. Second round, you cannot head back home, Dallas, down 2-0 against Phoenix. They know how to close. Uh, This ain't Utah. So handle your business here tonight and get it back uh, evened up.
1: And you can see what those odds indicate after three games, just how important game two is. Series value in the playoffs next.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: We're about to be two games in to the conference semifinal matchups in both series in both conferences throughout the NBA postseason. Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid on this Wednesday in Sirius XM channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Ranieri, and we find you value across the slate right now from a series perspective and prices around the NBA postseason. In game number two tonight, Joe, not far away from you, In South Beach Mm -hmm. with the Miami Heat hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. The Heat, look at that spread. Now eight and a half live on the FanDuel Sportsbook early on this Wednesday morning. No Joel Embiid for Philadelphia in game number two. No Kyle Lowry in game number two for the Miami Heat. Of course, Miami winning big in game number one just two nights ago against the Sixers easily covering as a seven and a half, eight point favorite. Will we see the same story in game number two tonight, Joe?
2: Absolutely. We are going to see. the mm-hmm. Nothing is going to change. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And nobody knows that better than Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat. And there are just so many. In order to back Philadelphia here, here's what you guys have to have faith in. You ready? I got to have faith in DeAndre Jordan giving me – who's starting again for some reason, uh, giving you 17 quality minutes, which he didn't give you in the first game, and you got to believe that James Harden is somehow going to turn the clock back here, and instead of uh, settling for jump-back threes, you know, uh, he's going to go ahead and try to get in the paint. He's going to try to draw the fouls. Uh, None of that happened in Game 1. None of it is going to happen here in Game 2. Why Doc Rivers wants to – you, you traded away any depth that you had. So now, when Embiid goes mm-hmm. down, this is what you are left with. And we've talked about it how many times this season, Ben, with the Miami Heat. The depth yep. and that second, the guys they can roll out there. PJ Tucker on Harden, like flies on you know what. Then he goes and co- Ola Depot comes in. Ola Depot comes mm-hmm. in and ma- they did the same thing to Trey Young, who. Lot younger, and maybe some might, uh, and some might say, actually a heck of a lot more dangerous than what this version of James Harden right now. Uh, and they went, you know, he was going, B-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b. he didn't know whether to shoot, whether to pass. He didn't know there were guys everywhere. And Miami is doing exactly the same thing. The depth of Miami makes this a horrific matchup for the Sixers minus Embiid in this one. Nothing's going to change if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Jimmy Butler was so so. I anticipate he's going to bounce back in this one here. They have no answer for Adebayo. So the only way I can look at Philadelphia would be first half again. Uh, But the reality is, let's be realistic, if you're going to trot out DeAndre Jordan, it's a mismatch that Spolstra and the Heat are going to take advantage of every time you leave him out there, Doc. So maybe Miami in the first quarter is probably a smart bet as well.
1: The Heat won by 14 points in game number one, 106-92, easily covering as a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. This spread up by a point. It is the largest spread in Miami's favor. They Mm -hmm. have seen all postseason, and the Heat booked as a favorite now in all six of their games, covering in four of those six. The total of 208-and-a-half in game one stays under why because Miami held Philadelphia to only 92 points the Boston Celtics Joe get a lot of credit defensively and rightfully so the most efficient team defensively in the NBA this year but the Miami Heat are right there neck and neck with the Celtics the 92 they held Philly to the fourth time in their six playoff games so far they have held a team under 100 points so where exactly are they going to get that scoring the Sixers that is without Joel Embiid tonight And Philly this year, now six and nine straight up without JoJo. Will it be Tobias Harris, who had 27 points in game number one, and his points prop tonight is 19 and a half? Will it be Tyrese Mm Maxey, who had 19, and his points prop tonight is 21 and a half? 22 and a half is the points prop, Joe, for James Harden, a number he has yet to go over all of this postseason, all seven games for Philadelphia. Where is James Harden, Joe? I can't find him. Mm -hmm. Well, shit. Listen, he was okay, but you didn't, you know,
2: I, I'm sorry, Daryl Morey. You didn't bring him in and give him all that money to be okay. You better. Like you brought him yep. in purposely and you traded away any depth you might have had because you thought this guy would be able to carry you, knock on wood, something happened to a bead. Well, here we are. He's got to drive the paint. He's not driving the paint. He's not creating mm-hmm. shots for other guys. And by the way, they were 0 for 10 from three on James Harden passes. He might have had a few more assists had he been able to knock down a few shots, but you mentioned it. Much like Boston, Miami is not going to let you score in the paint. They're going to drive you to have to make shots from three on the perimeter. And if those shots aren't falling down, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, if you ain't getting no shots, guess what? You ain't winning. And you are certainly not crossing the century mark with the Miami Heat defense. So it's a, he has to play better, but it begins and ends with Harden, he's got to create better shots for these guys he can't do it from shooting from three he's got to find a way to be able to uh get some of those mismatches and drive the paint and create some looks for other guys because they're all going in on Harden. we know this so yeah. somebody else has to step up there maxi or tobias harris pick one anyone please they've got to show up here tonight if they're going to go back tied one more
1: James Harden is ticking a lot of boxes with what he can do offensively for a basketball team averaging 18.6 points per game this postseason averaging near a double double with 9.4 assists per game as well but you need more than that especially when Joel Embiid is not in the lineup he has been ruled out for game number two he is feeling better more optimism for game number three when it returns to the city of brotherly love but no exact status update on Joel Embiid at this point. Again, an eight and a half point spread in favor of Miami for game number two with a total at 207 and a half. And you can see by these odds, Joraneri, where this series (laughs) is predicted to go. The series correct score market has the shortest outcome being the heat in five games, plus 185. You don't see that price next there, but for the heat to sweep, Joe, that's the next shortest outcome at plus (laughs) 320. I mean that graphic lays it out very clearly. Joe, Miami is in firm control of this series right now, and when or if Joel Embiid gets back for Philly, it might just be a little too late.
2: Well, no, it will be too late if they don't win tonight. It's uh, it's completely uphill uh, from there, and the problem is Miami is playing a a severe you know a severely limited. Sixers team right now with no Embiid, and even if he does come back we don't know what's going on but I do know this at bio Jimmy Butler those guys are going to feast on the weakness of Embiid. Uh, so the, yep. that thumb is not going away anytime soon that thumb was an issue before he even broke his orbital uh, bone there with uh, Toronto so Miami is going to exploit that my thinking is though and you better start looking at this guys if the gentleman sweep is in play here 4 one for Miami let's say. What's happening with Boston and Milwaukee? They are going to devour one another in this series here, guys. Mm. It's going to go seven games. Uh, It is going to be a physical uh, rock'em, sock'em type of uh, series here. And then Miami is going to be like, okay, ho-hum. Anytime you guys are ready, let me know. It is shaping up to be. A pretty good favorable situation for the Miami Heat at, what, plus 150 there for the Eastern Conference title? Better hurry up.
1: That's a pretty good price for a team in Miami that might still be booked as the favorite for that Eastern Conference Final Series matchup because they'll have home court advantage as the number one overall seed in the East. And Boston and Milwaukee could very well go the distance. In the series total games market, both six- And seven games for the outcome of this series between the Bucks and the Cs, the same price, plus 135, which means, Mm. Joe, that when we look on both sides of the ledger here for this matchup, you see how tight this series is going to be. The Bucks were the favorites entering (laughs) game number two. The Celtics now the favorites entering game number three. Back in Milwaukee, that Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo will have a lot to say about the outcome of how this series plays out. And you can find tons of plus money on the FanDuel Sportsbook in a player performance double, but for the series market as well. For Tatum to average 30 or more points in a Boston series victory, that's plus 290. For Giannis to average 30 or more points and a Milwaukee series victory, that's plus 210. So tons of value here, Joe. Also look at Jason Tatum's assists per game. He had Mm -hmm. eight last night. As they come to double him, he is facilitating and finding his teammates. There's a lot of plus money out there on the board.
2: Yeah, no, there is. And, and shout out to, uh, to FanDuel. Those are some great numbers and great opportunities for you mm. guys to hop in because that's a lot of fun. And you know six or seven games, Ben, to me, that's where that's going. That's going to be uh, – they're going to take a little something out of the sales of each other there before it's all said and done before the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Absolutely mm. so. And you can find that kind of value also for, for the Memphis and Golden State Series. The Warriors – are still yep. a minus 300 favorite as they head back to San Francisco for game number three. Golden State will be most likely a six, six and a half point favorite come game three between the Dubs and the Grizzlies. But look at this plus money you can find on John ja Morant. To wow. average 25 or more points mm. per game in this series, Joe, and for a Memphis wow. Series victory, again, that's not expected, but that's mm. plus 500. I can guarantee you John ja yep. Morant is going to average 25 points per game when he's had 34 and 47 in the first two, if you want a slightly better price on Steph and the Warriors for Steph to average 25, which he is, and a Warriors series victory, minus 155. Quickly here, Joe, how many games are we get between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors?
2: I think this goes uh, six, the max, but uh, there is an opportunity for it to go five if Clay and Steph uh, don't get don't get it going from uh, the perimeter. John Morant, Mm. they got nobody to guard him now. Good luck with that. Let me know how that works out.
1: Gary Payton II got the start in both games one and two. He will Mm. now miss some time with a broken elbow. We go to the Major League Baseball Diamond up next here on The Morning after. Major League Baseball. To recap, what has been going on? Now entering the second month of this Major League Baseball season, right here live on a Wednesday morning, on the morning after, on Sports Grid, Sirius XM channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid Network. Joe Ranieri is here for the entirety of the opening hour. His expertise in the association, in the NBA playoffs, and now in Major League Baseball as well. I am Ben Stevens, and Joe, the Mets win a series. Yet again, based on a doubleheader victory, winning both games yesterday at City Field yep. against the Atlanta Braves. In one of the games, a 3 nothing shutout thanks to Cookie Carrasco with eight innings pitch <laughs> and shutout baseball. But yet again, the New York Mets, Joe, take another series, this time against their divisional foes in the Atlanta Braves. An impressive start for the Amazons and Buck Showalter here early on.
2: 7-0 guys in their series to start the season. They are the only Major League Baseball team to be undefeated from a series perspective. They win every one of them. Uh, and that is impressive, given the fact that what are we talking about here? I mean, note to Grom, you, you know, Cookie Carrasco here, which was, you know, injury prone over the uh, over the last five years, and you just don't know what you're, uh, what you were going to get, but you got guys like Miguel showing up and showing yep. out. Bassett uh, seems all mad at the world, and he's pitching like it too as well. So uh, the bullpen, and they're getting hits. And keep in mind too, the um, City Field has has turned into once again a pitcher's ballpark. Not an awful lot of runs yep. uh, to be found at City Field here. So uh, they're doing it not because they're crushing it. They're doing it because. They're doing the little things right. They're getting great starting pitching. The bullpens aren't imploding, and they're getting timely hits. Uh, and uh, let us not... I didn't even know Robinson Cano was still in the league, guys. I mean, that was that was another story. They're getting rid of everybody. They're getting rid of all the old trash, taking it out, and, uh, and they're looking... Uh, they are looking unstoppable. But again, I would caution uh, the it's a long season. DeGrom hopefully will be back sooner rather than later for them. But uh, they have obviously, uh, they have made a ton of good decisions. Buck Shawwalter at the helm, really getting everything out of these guys. Uh, and yep. what else can you say except for the fact that impress me by doing this in the month of May and head into June and let's have another conversation here about the Mets because everything will eventually regress. They're good guys, but they're not this sustainable. So uh, take advantage of it while you can, Mets. The longer the lead you build up now the better it will be uh come the uh, dog days of
1: summer here and i jumped the gun slightly giving the mets another series victory game number 4 is today at city field yes. between the Braves and the Mets Tyler McGill on the bump and the Mets a favorite in the game at minus 136 on the money line so maybe a little premature on my behalf mets don't make me look bad let's win an eighth series to start the year straight here, They're as Joe go. said, yeah. a perfect seven and zero up until this point. And Joe, the market worked against mm. the Mets heading into this year in that short and compacted preseason yeah. when we learned Jacob deGrom would be out for some time. The Mets were booked as the favorites to win the NL East, and they went back behind the Braves, and they went back also in the National League pennant market. But now those mm. Amazons have the second best odds at plus 450, only behind the Dodgers, mm. who are the favorites. At plus 220. But Joe Ranieri, please keep an eye on those Milwaukee Brewers. Taking advantage of the NL Central. The third best price in the NL pennant at plus 600. The Brew Crew have won six of their last seven. 12 of their last 15. And they did something that everybody does. They beat the Cincinnati Reds yesterday. Six to three. (laughs) Joe, we need to discuss the big fade machine in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. The Reds are a major league baseball worst. Three and 20 straight up. They are also 6-17 on the run line. No shocker there. That's the worst run line record in Major League Baseball as well. We have found a team, even this early on, Joe, in the early portion of May, that we can fade pretty much every single day in Major League Baseball in the Cincinnati Reds. You're welcome, America.
2: Guys, it's a gift that keeps giving, uh, and there is no reason to give it back. Uh, Absolutely none. And if we said it once... We'll say it a million times. We'll get T-shirts made. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, all right? But conversely here, uh, Ben, you don't want to be the guy catching the falling knife. You don't want to be that guy that comes in and goes, "Uh, hey, how about I take the rest? They're not going to lose every – oh, hell no. Yes, they will. And the minute you bet them, they're going to lose again (laughs) here, guys. Uh, uh, It's just not going to happen. And even worse than the actual losing aspect of it, is the fact that they're losing on the run line, then they're losing on yep. the run line, uh, which allows you to be able to just ride whoever it is that they're playing on that run line at a much better price than you would be the money line. Uh and it's sure. it's just continues down that stretch there. But the Brewers, yeah, the Brewers' best pitch strikeout pitcher right now is Lauer. Go figure that. Uh, So Burns and Woodruff, not necessarily as dominant as we've seen them. They have had some issues hitting the ball, too. I'm a little suspect of that lineup for Milwaukee. Uh, But the pitching, when Lauer now is your strikeout king there, we know Burns and Woodruff will come around. uh, And hopefully the bats will, too. But right now, uh, the hitting is a little suspect, but not just with them. With a lot of those teams there in the center.
1: And a lot of unders hitting in Major League Baseball as well. To mm. highlight Joe's point, since he is three and 20 straight up, the Reds are gonna be booked as a $2 underdog or something close to that number. Virtually every game it seems right now against even yep. teams that are average in Major League Baseball. But when you're also six and 17 on the run line with the <laughs> one and a half runs, and you're still the worst record at Major League Baseball from that metric. There yep. you can find profitability fading the big fade machine as we call them now in cincinnati they've lost seven straight games they've only covered on the run line once in this seven game skid so the dodgers as we showed you the favorites in the national mm-hmm. league pennant they were to begin the year they are still now they're the favorites to win the world series and they take their first game mm-hmm. of this season against their divisional rivals in the san francisco oh. giants yesterday the dodgers winning by a final score of three to one yesterday they're 15 and seven straight up germinary and they're 15 in mm-hmm. seven on the run line the Dodgers have been booked as a favorite in every game this year but when they're covering on the run line again profitability on LA even when they're facing Carlos Rodon handing the Giants lefty his first loss of the season yesterday
2: so yeah and that's great but I'm still more concerned with the fact that you lost the series to the Arizona Diamondbacks Dodgers cost me nothing but cash uh, this is the <laughs> problem here, and this is the thing we have to keep an eye on on your Dodgers here, Ben, is that, and it worried me because we've seen this in the past, too. There are stretches during the season in which they play down to their competition, and the Diamondbacks are, you know, prime example of that. When they go against, you know, Rodon, you're going against your rivals in in the Giants, yes, yeah. uh, the Dodgers uh, are a team that you have to look at, but it's when they play some of these the Nationals or the Diamondbacks or some of these, you know, lower echelon teams, that's where I begin to worry a little bit about because, you know, people are laying the $2 with them, $2.50, But they're always going to be these monster favorites, and people are going to think, oh, it's an instant. The Dodgers and the lesser competition worry me uh, a lot because uh, just look at that Diamondback series. They tend to play down. They play up to the, yep. good, uh, the good teams, but, man, do they play down to the competition, which is very costly for those of you uh, that like to bet the Dodgers and lay that kind of money.
1: The Dodgers are 15-7 and seven, straight up. The Dodgers have lost just two series so far this year. And as we look at the National League West odds, the two series L.A. has lost against the Rockies <laughs> to begin the season and against the Arizona Diamondbacks just a couple of days yep. ago and you can see that reflected in the odds where the Rockies and the D-backs stack yep. up right now 80 to 1 the price on Colorado the D-backs 500 to 1 to win the NL West the Dodgers are still the minus money odds on favorite they probably will be all year long minus 250 the Giants mm-hmm. and the Padres there behind them San Francisco at plus 450 And the Padres at plus 490. As we said, Joe, LA 15 and seven straight up, 15 and seven on the run line as well. The reason being their run differential is a plus 49. It's the second best run differential in all of MLB, Mm -hmm. only behind your pinstripes. The New York Yankees, who have now won 11 Mm -hmm. straight baseball games. That best run differential for New York, by the way, is plus 50. And when they win games nine to one on the road in Toronto, Joe, well, that's the reason why their run differential is the best in Major League Baseball.
2: So, unlike the Dodgers, the Yankees have zero problem beating up the teams they're supposed to beat, and that has always been the hallmark of champions, right? Especially teams uh, that we have watched uh, dominate throughout uh, the last ten years. The you know the Yankee teams that have been relevant over the years. The one thing that they always did is they didn't lose a lot of series to Baltimore or to the Detroit they beat the teams they're supposed to beat and now here they go uh forget Kansas City right put Kansas City in that uh in that uh you know category right. now they're taking on a Blue Jays team that uh, I we've been told or led to believe uh is the front runner for the American League East this year that bats those lineups the amount of runs they get i mean i'm looking maybe is the category wrong was it actually eight runs or was it i'm I'm not sure if that was a because um that ain't working for toronto either nine one and it was a close game until late uh you know i mean it was i believe toronto won the first five with manoa on the hill but if if toronto if you've got to get seven shutout innings from manoa every time he goes out in order to be able to win games um, yeah that's going to be a problem that is not a problem for the Yankees though it doesn't make a difference who you are they're running over everyone then they're doing it with the bats they're doing it with the starting pitching and they're doing it as usual with the bullpen and even mix in a little defense here and there
1: absolutely so Aaron Judge a home run yesterday his ninth of the season tying him for a major league baseball best alongside his teammate and Anthony Rizzo and CJ Krohn as well. So the Yankees now, Joe, are the favorites to win the American League East at even money, plus 100. (laughs) That flip in the odds board happened just a couple of days ago. Now in front of the Toronto Blue Jays at plus 135. And in a league full of unders this year when the Yankees put up nine runs and when Stanton and Judge both hit a homer, well, they go over a total of seven and a half. The Yankees have now gone over in seven of their last... 10 games and under in a big way so far between the Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners in their Mm -hmm. series two shutouts Houston has pulled off against Seattle four nothing yesterday three nothing two days ago Mm -hmm. and when you look at the American League West Joe it's an interesting division the Astros will be in the mix the Mariners will be in the mix and the Angels right now have the lead in the AL West
2: yeah, no, the Angels, who saw that coming? Uh, unbelievable uh, job there by the Angels. But the Astros, you mentioned it. Uh, they're starting, to, uh, that pitching starting to come around here a little bit. Uh, Verlander looks like he could very well be that workhorse again now, coming off of uh, off that uh, surgery in the offseason. So uh, it's been a while, and my curiosity was always with Verlander. Would he be able to be that ace again, that guy, the stopper? Uh, but in the meantime, yep. as good as he's been, you know, Javier's come in there. I, you know, Garcia's you have all of these guys, even older Rizzi, I, geez, I, you got guys in there that can absolutely show up, keep the runs down. The bats are coming around. The bats are always going to be there for Houston. They're a scary team again. And the Angels, what's the last, when's the last time they actually won anything, Ben? It's it's a scary proposition going up against the Astros.
1: The Angels have only made the postseason. The last time was in 2015. A lot to be determined as we come back next on the Morning Now.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: out our number one the morning after on this wednesday live here on sports grid and sirius xm channel 159 all across the sports grid network as well i am ben stevens who has been joined by joe ranieri for the entirety of this opening hour before jr goes his merry way on this wednesday we need his thoughts on your thoughts for both of the series Mm. that we saw last night in the nba playoffs the boston celtics and the milwaukee bucks tied at one game apiece. The Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies tied at one game apiece. Which series goes the distance? Let's find out together and fade the public. So, Joe, the question was rather simple. For our poll at TV on Twitter, still ongoing and active. If you want your vote put into this scenario as well, which series between Milwaukee and Boston In Golden State and Memphis has a better chance at going the distance, at reaching a seventh game. And right now, the public, a rather surprising answer. The Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies, nearly 52% of the public, think that series out in the West has a better shot of going seven. I saw that reaction, Joe Ranieri. Are you fading the public?
2: Well, you obviously didn't ask uh, anybody in Philadelphia because they'd have been all pissed off that the Miami Heat Sixers game wasn't listed on there also. Uh, but I will say uh, I will delusional fan base. I will say this though. Uh while I get it with the Golden State Warriors, especially after the performance that we just saw last night from Morant, I, I don't think the heavyweight fight right now is in the east between the Celtics and the yeah. uh and the Bucs guys. That is going seven firepower on both sides the world champion defending world champions they are not going down without a fight they will be in milwaukee uh for a couple of games here and it's going to get even more apparent i think ben when it's all said and done that's your seven game series right there celtics bucks
1: and as Joe said, the heat at plus 150, just waiting in the wings, maybe some value. Joe Ranieri joining us for the entirety of this opening hour. We appreciate it as always. Hour number two up next here on the grid.